It's Monday, Albuquerque. You know what that means. The boys are here. I am Fred Slow, and I'm going to hang out alongside you up until the 5.30 p.m. o'clock. Did I say that correctly? Who says it like that? You. You're the only one that says <laughs> it like that. Because <laughs> at 5.30, we'll hand it over to the national broadcast, I believe. It's Westwood 1 tonight, right? Westwood 1 will be bringing you Monday Night Football as the hated Chicago Bears take on the hated Pittsburgh Steelers, I assume. You got the Bears one right. Alongside me, Michael. <laughs> alongside me, what I would identify as the hottest upcoming talent, free agent, all things that is talk radio and entertainment in the entire city that does exist the way it currently exists, one Robert Buck D. Gibson. Robert, welcome to the program. Hey, I'm back, man. How do you feel? I feel great. This is a crazy weekend. There's a lot of stuff going on. We're going to jump into that at length after I introduce one Michael Vital on the ones and two. Michael, how is playing backup today? You doing well? You the Jordan Love of this doing show? Doing well, and it's a beautiful day to be here in the studios. It's not. It is not, Michael, because we fell back yesterday, <laughs> and I have full-onset seasonal depression. You're one of those. I am the worst. Come on, man. No. How, how long has this been happening in your lifetime? All of it. <laughs> like- he said it like it just happened. Mm-mm. It just popped up one day last month. He's like, what are we doing here? This happened every year. What's the problem? I stay fall back until spring forward. I stay this way. Oh, okay. I can't get happy. Right, right. Never right. again. Thanksgiving come, mad. <laughs> Birthday, guess what? Mad. Come Christmas? to work and leave work, dark. I came to work early today. Not because I wanted to, because I was so mad everywhere else I was at. Oh, my goodness. You spent the weekend in Denver, Colorado, which to me is like an East Coast city in the out west. It really is. It's not like the Southwest. You know what? It really no, it's is. it's not. It's, 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 you nailed it. I was thinking about that when I was there. I was yeah. like, every time I come here, I get a different vibe. It's not a weird one, but it's just like a displaced, I'm not where I'm at vibe. You know what I mean? I, feel I hear a lot of California transplants there. Well, that's true. Very true. And I know how you feel about them. Californians. <laughs> now, what you have not noticed thus far in this program is the voice of one Van Nunley, and that's because Van's not here. <laughs> Van is on assignment, but don't be surprised if he shows up after that assignment, if he shows up. We've got a fun guest list today at 5 o'clock. Phil Fox, the head coach and general manager of the New Mexico Ice Wolves, will be joining us on the program because, I don't know if you know this, Robert, but U.S. Women's Olympic Hockey is in Albuquerque right now, and they're about to play them boys tonight in like a like a scrimmage for women's hockey. Wow, I did not know yeah, that. So whoa, so like gold medals a, a clinging over at the outpost, <laughs> and then Van and I will be live tomorrow from the outpost four to seven. Uh, so come out there if you're a hockey fan, because if you're a hockey fan and you're a friend of the show, you are in a minority group that is so small. Yes, because. We've talked about hockey about zero times on the program. <laughs> if you've never been to a hockey game, you don't know what you're missing, though. That There's a lot of truth oh, to that. It is so fun. Yeah, hockey moms. I agree with okay. you. I agree with you. <laughs> it's like a they're, cake song. It's like a long, long jacket, short skirt. Yeah, they're, they're top notch. <laughs> top notch. <laughs> we were on the radio in 2019 when the St. Louis Blues from my hometown won the Stanley Cup. And I, we spent about zero minutes talking about it. What? Because who in the Southwest? That's true. That's true. All right, I tell you what. Quan's Auto Care Hotline or text the program, 505-246-0610. If, you are a, if you're a hockey guy, let us know. 
Because there's no one else you talk to about it. Like, let us know. The hotline may be a ghost town. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, but it's the U.S. gold medal Olympic women's team. That's the part. Incredible players. Yeah, Yeah. and also, I'm just going to call it like it is, huge gender war. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the boys versus the girls. I'm taking the girls. Same. By a lot. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, country miles on that one. By a lot. Like, you know, like, I'm going to do it in a way that's very laughable and fun. And we will do that with Coach Phil Fox and GM of the New Mexico Ice Wolves as he will be on the program at 5 o'clock today. I know we're doing a giveaway, too. Let me figure out the exact deets on that, but we're going to give away some ticks. It's not to the Olympics game, though, Robert, because them ticks all gone. Oh, wow. Yeah, sold it out. Okay. Right away. I see you, Albuquerque. I see you. They're going to be there. And they're – Uggs and North Face. They know about those moms. Yeah. <laughs> That's what happened. A <laughs> uh, fun actual news reporter and story. Uh, Adam Young, voice of the New Mexico State University Aggies, will be joining us to preview basketball and talk about Conference USA. I say this every time Adam Young is on the program. He and I worked together years ago at Southern Illinois University, and how weird it is that we both live in New Mexico and broadcast for colleges here. Like, what? how did that work out? Super small world. You spent that time in Denver because yeah. you were reliving the 90s. Yes, all of the 90s. R&B concert. Everyone you could think of was there. Uh, ABC? One, two, three. No, that was way too far. Oh, okay. too, way too Sorry. early. <laughs> way too early, Fred. I was probably like 10 then. I was really trying. It was, it was, like, it was in vogue, genuine. Uh, who else was it? Tony, Tony, Tony. Oh, like there's that. a good get. Yeah. Mary, Mary J. Blige. No. Oh, 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 whoa. Come on now. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Talking about R&B. If, if, no, if no, Mary's R and B. If Mary J. Blige was there, I probably would still be there right now. Nowhere to go. I am a huge. Oh, she's my one of my favorites. So huge Mary J. fan. I've talked about this regularly. Anytime we talk about '90s R and B or hip hop, was next there and didn't they play? T- they next were was there. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yes. Well, I was gonna make a scene. Well, well, Fred, check it out. The show didn't start. They until my favorite. Next performed. There was probably like three. They performances. opened. No, they were like in the middle. Okay. But once they performed, that's when the real concert started. Too close to me is. They kicked it off yeah. with too close. Like, because, all right, so if you guys are like me, you uh, you need a little bit of rhythm whenever you're trying to, like, set the mood. Yes. And to me, that is it. That's the one. That's the one. As a guy, that's the go-to song you should yeah. play when there's women around. Have I tell you familiar with this work? Yeah, are you too ready close to my next. Oh, okay. I, I, I've heard of them, and I've only heard a couple of songs. It, from it, I would argue it's like the anthem of the '90s, yes, but like no one's not, Everyone obviously says "Wonderwall." Yeah, I, and I agree. But no, 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 too close. So you went up there. You were the face of the show. Is that yeah, what it was? yeah? It was fun. Uh, Denver, like you said, Denver's a different city. It was different, but I'm telling you, I'm glad you brought up next because it was kind of a. Dead crowd. Yeah. As soon as they hit the stage with too close, it was over. There were 14,000 people at the UNM football game this past weekend as they took on UNLV. UNLV was on a 14-game skid. Well, they were able to get to Isaiah Chavez early, and and that was tough for your Lobos as they fell to UNLV. And not just fell, but kind of kind of handily fell. And we're going to go into that at great length after the break. Also, we're going to do our NFL weekend recap. Um, I'm going to be the guy that's going to say it right now. I took Tennessee last night. I got it on my pick em. I can prove you did? it. Yes. Ooh. Because I don't subscribe. Okay. This Rams team to me, and by the way, I'm from St. Louis, Missouri. Obviously, I hate the Rams. Hate them more than anything. I hate them more than any person. I hate them more than any ex-lover. I hate them more. <laughs> I Like, all right. You know that's how. strong. Yeah. You know how you feel about the yellow starburst? That's how I feel about the Rams. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't okay. mess with. 
Contact the program today on the Quan's Auto Care Hotline, 505-246-0610. Obviously, the Sports Animal Text Line, same number. You and I will be here all day, Robert. Van, maybe after assignment, maybe. It's actually like a, like a dental appointment or something. People are like, what? <laughs> We're doing a little bit of rebranding of the program. We'll make that announcement once Van is here. So ABQ Central, as you know it, she's dead and gone. That's T.I. She's dead and gone. So we're going to have Robert here regularly. We're going to incorporate him into some of that. Obviously, we're going to continue to laugh a lot. The Lobos talk at 4.15, NFL after that, and then a couple interviews before we round this one out. Let's grab a break by Tal. I know it's a minute early, but I'm going to enjoy this one. Um, When we get back, I don't want to hang my head low because I think there's a lot with this team. But tough loss for your Lobos this past weekend. Dave & Buster's presents this program live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee, and we play on Team I-9. It's 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Action and hand it off to Cole, and he's gone. If he's got the speed to get there, he's to midfield to the 40, Cole to the 30 and the 20, Cole to the 10, Cole to the house. Bobby Cole breaks free, goes 75 yards to Paydirt. The Lobos are a PAT away from a tie. I mean, that was that was the highlight, though, right? You like, you just kind of turned it off after that. You thought they were going to have some momentum there by tying up the game. Bobby Cole, senior, seventy-five yards untouched. It was the start you thought you would see from your Lobos as they opened up this past weekend against UNLV. Isaiah Chavez came out uh, longest drive of the season, ninety-one yards, ten plays, nine yards play. Okay, cool. Like, that should be it. Like, that's the game. Oh, Isaiah Chavez takes one in the ankle. That's how quick football can change. Yeah. You don't. You never think about anything like injuries and stuff like that going into the game. But once it happens, you're like, okay, everything has changed from what we thought it will be. And then turnover, 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 yeah. turnover, turnover, turnover. And I don't know enough about C.J. Montez. I know I'm like sports talk guy. I should know more. But I can tell you. Maybe wasn't ready for 14,000 people to be watching him. True freshman, 18 years old. So I'm with you on that. Because it's hard, right? Because what's the biggest crowd you've ever been in front of? Ooh. I honestly don't know, but I don't think it's that many. No? No. I've held the microphone in front of 10,000 people for U.S. men's national soccer doing like a pep rally thing. And in that moment, I'm like, Oh, this microphone ain't big enough. Right. Like, I can't hide behind this thing. Right. And that's real. That's like a real feeling out there. I'm going to say pretty close. Yeah. Pretty close. I don't think it was as much as 10K, but probably like nine. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a thing. We were live from the pit on Friday, and we were talking then um, about, like, the kids getting out, the basketball players, in front of a crowd for the first time. Yeah. For some of them ever, really. Right. And there was – I know you had to leave early, but by the end of the game, there was maybe probably 7,000 people indoors, Ooh. which is like a crazy thought, right? Ooh. And the Lobos men's basketball team, because we were live in the pit, we were watching the game, slow start against Highlands. But they ended up pulling it out by 30 or whatever yeah. it was. But it's it takes a while to settle in. And, in. and in football, when you're not driving and you're turning it over, you're on the sideline. And, yeah, maybe you got, like, the phone upstairs and you're listening to the offensive coordinator – and maybe you don't, but there's a moment where you're standing there on the sideline and you're looking and you're seeing 
5,000 people in front of you and 9,000 people behind you. Right. And, I mean, that's it's heavy. It's like a heavy moment. Well, you got to put another layer on top of it. I don't think – not saying everyone isn't ready to play, but let's just be real. CJ probably did not think he was going to play. No, you're correct, yeah. Especially in pressure moments. Maybe if – okay, if we're blowing him out, I'll get in. But as far as actually while the game is being determined, getting like quality minutes – in front of that crowd, oh, yeah, well, that was huge. It's easy to become, you know, for lack of a better phrasing, gun-shy because when you go out there, what do you have? Less than 30 yards passing, and then he takes – of the eight Lobo sacks given up, Montez takes seven. Like, yeah. I don't know if, like, you're familiar, friend of the show. Getting hit hurts. <laughs> yeah, oh, those it pads – destroys your confidence, too. Those pads just look good, you guys. I'm <laughs> telling you. <laughs> But Vital, you pointed it out either before the program or during the break or whatever. But you were like, hey, in the first half, 250 yards on the ground. Like, this team, this was the team. Like, that's what, like, when we, I know we have a clip too, but Coach Gonzalez wants a guy, he wants to control the ball, he wants to run, he wants Bobby Cole and Dumas and all these guys to do, to hold on to it. And whenever you get in a point where you start chasing points, like C.J. Montez is just not at a point yet where he can – matriculate the ball downfield via the via the passing game. Right. I was going to say, that's that's where it comes into play. Um, if you're not prolific in throwing the ball and you're behind, guess what's going to happen? Right. And I think having healthy quarterbacks help because when Chavez went down, that really hurt the momentum the team had. And speaking of, you said Coach Gonzalez was on the morning show this morning? Hopefully Isaiah will be okay. He sprained his ankle. Um, it's not a high ankle sprain, which is really positive because high ankle sprains take a long time to come back. Uh, Terry is still a question mark. I have no idea. So we'll figure that out during the week. Uh, we'll probably make a decision early in the week on that so that we know which direction we're going. Um, hopefully, Isaiah, I mean, he was okay yesterday. Um, they, I mean, he'll be living in the training room for the next two days. I mean, yeah. You ever done your ankle? Oh, yes. You done. Time can't walk well my thing is do you in this situation do you guys think he should push it to play next week or should you just take his time get 100 percent better it takes a minute to right. get over an ankle mm -hmm. and you stretch stuff ligaments do weird stuff right and then you scared i'm 36 years old i broke mine when i was 18 so that's half my life ago i'm still terrified of breaking it all the time and you're not moving nearly as much. Oh, you don't say. <laughs> Three and six overall, one and four in conference play. Obviously, um, more than a test coming up with Fresno. More than a test. They're going to be upset. They they lost. Yeah, Fresno was ranked in the yeah. in the top twenty five, and they got beaten up by Boise at home. They yeah. still they still seven and three. Yeah. Oh, and speaking of Boise, <laughs> got them to end the I, season. That's coming too. Man, I'm a I'm a subscriber to Lobo Football. I'm a subscriber to Coach Gonzalez. I'm a subscriber to. I want to take all the medicine and see how I feel. Oh shoot, this medicine's going to take a couple years to work. Well, I think that's what the the sentiment was coming into the season. Yeah, but to be honest, it's just now you're in the middle of it and it's the reality. This UNLV team, which and I don't have the head coach's name in front of me. I, I feel like the worst sports pro coach Arroyo, Marcus Arroyo. He taking a Gatorade bath in your own field. <laughs> like if you like if you a Lobo, yeah. Like how mad are you right now? Yeah, especially a over team. Yeah, what were they over fourteen in a row? In a row. Oh yeah.
And UNLV, like not historically the best football player program ever, but it's a good program. Yes. Like they produce athletes, they produce winners. Right. You beat them, you feel good about it. But you make you're making a point I was gonna bring up. Yeah. What is gonna be the mind frame of the Lobos after this loss? What what you you could there's only two ways to go. You could learn from it and get better, or this it could be going down a path of you know what? This was bad, and it's downhill. I, I, hopefully, that won't be the case. The hopefully. Sh- the short of it is, before Isaiah Chavez goes out, you know, he's three for three in, in their longest drive of the season, and they're going to score. And, yeah, the fumbles were rough, but he had the ankle. So, it's like, if Isaiah Chavez can come back and you can keep doing what you've done previously, you're excited. You're excited. Right. But if it's... Hey, it's C.J. Montez, and we're not necessarily going to try to throw it downfield, and the defenses that we're up against are going to see that. It's going to be insanely tough yeah. for these boys. Because he had like 15 attempts run, 16 attempts rushing, and half of those were sacks, so I guess that doesn't count. Yeah, that doesn't count. Yeah, yeah. So 11 yeah. attempts. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to say, rushed for 60 yards, yeah. lost 32 on sacks, so. Coach talked about this morning, and I got the clip here if you wanted, Fred, about the fact that the team hasn't given up. Oh, give it to me. I heard it live, but give it to me for those who didn't. And I keep offering it to him. I mean, hey, if, if what we're asking you to do is something you don't want to be a part of, that's okay. It's not for everybody. And we have not had anybody quit yet. So um, I keep opening that door, uh, actually honestly hoping somebody will take it so that we can see if there's some weak links, and they're not willing to yet. So that just goes shows you the competitive spirit that these kids have. We just need to get better as football players. Well, there's something to be said about that, right? There's something to be said, Robert, about, hey, you willing to be the foundation that this house is going to be built on? Right. Because that takes a lot. You want, yeah. you want to plant a tree you might never sit under the shade of? Because that's what these players are doing. It's a sacrifice. But if you're the roots of everything, yeah. you'll always be remembered. Always. And that's a thing, too, though, right? Because like, even if outside of Lobo fandom, you're not. It don't matter to you because with the boys that you're in there with, it does matter. Yeah, they know. They know. Okay. Right. I buy into that. I buy into that so hard. Especially with football. Especially with anything, though, because it's a thing where it's like, I don't know, if it's you or I or whoever's listening to the program, like, everywhere. Right. Especially if it's a thing where it's like, you know the people you were with when you were going there, and you know the people you were with when you got there. Yeah. So it's not necessarily like you need others to know that. You don't. You just need – that comfort level. Yeah. Yeah, or familiarity with those you trust. It makes a whole lot of sense. Let's grab an early break because I know Van is about to settle down with us. He's back from assignment. When we get back, we'll do our NFL recap, and then we'll preview Monday Night Football for our back-to-back interviews in the 5 o'clock hour with Phil Fox and Adam Young. You're listening to Dave and Busters, which presents this program live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee, we're playing on Team I-9. It's 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Judy in motion from slot right to the left. Bridgewater, deep drop, sets, home run ball, left side. He wants Patrick. Patrick is there. Makes the catch in Denver with another touchdown. I don't know which number touchdown that was for Denver because they scored so many against dim boys. <laughs> it was 30 rip. Before they put in the third string. The JV gave up some points. 30 rip. Joining us on the program, sometimes co-host of the program, 
Van Nunley Van. Uh, daylight savings time was yesterday. Is there any excuse for your actions right now? <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you about. I'm not going to tell you why I was late, but I'm going to tell you why I was late. Fred, I got a new passion. It's making internet for everybody. I think the internet should be a public utility. Uh, okay, a lot of people would agree with you. Yes. Okay, n- number one, everyone on earth deserves to have high-speed functioning internet to enhance their lives and make every day better, connect with their loved ones, Jeff be- Bezos agrees become, with you. become employed, wherever it may be that gives your life more purpose, everyone should have free internet. Okay, yeah. And me, this means a lot to me personally. Uh-huh. Because I spent three hours and 45 minutes on the phone today with CenturyLink. Ooh. <laughs> and that's why I wasn't here. And now I've never been more impassioned about a cause in my entire life. Only because of this. <laughs> now it's a... Oh, I don't care about people. I was going to say... It affects me personally now. I was going to say, it was the main driver is you. Now it's a problem. Yeah, now I'm at the <laughs> center of this argument. I just recently, today, was slated to do some spots over at KKOB in the upcoming future. You know how the holiday schedule is. You gotta sure, sure. And you need me on to talk about well, there's some ground internet for all. There's some ground rules, but I would very much like to champion your cause. Okay, well, I'm not going to say the f word if that's one of the reasons. Free internet. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say free. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I'm glad that you have an arch nemesis. I do. I had one for a long time, and then I slayed it. I'm going to fight for this cause harder than the Beastie Boys fought for their right to party. Okay. <laughs> Guess what they won? I was radicalized by student debt, and you were radicalized by this. Yeah. I'm in on it. If the Beastie Boys can win their right to party, I can beat big government and get free internet for all. Speaking about winning, Robert, the big winner this weekend was Josh Allen, but not the one you're thinking of. Oh, no. So Josh Allen... Oh, beat no. up Josh Allen is Josh Allen couldn't overcome Josh Allen in the most existential crisis of all time. Whenever the Jaguars, Josh Allen beat up your Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen. That would, if that was me and someone with my name owned me that much. Yes. I would be so mad, man. Yeah, you're talking about my dad, Josh <laughs> Allen. <laughs> exactly. Do you know what his kids were saying to him after watching the highlights? I, Dad, he's better than you. Oh, oh. he's the better Josh Allen. That's so bad. <laughs> There's a Josh Allen that manages a Kinkos, yeah, in like Oklahoma or something, mm-hmm. and he's always the third place Josh Allen. This, uh, Ugh. Well, I don't know. The Bills quarterback just needs to change his name to Joshua now. That's, just, yeah, just let it go. He doesn't own that name anymore. Pull, pull a Mitchell Trubisky. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Not Mitch, no more guys. Joshua Allen. This will this will confuse them. Big loser this weekend was the Minnesota Vikings. They just refused to win a game. I hope they keep it going. They play my team <laughs> next week. <laughs> the Vikings are so good at winning the first half. Oh, they're they're world beaters. Undefeated in the first half this year. They all right. Do you know that whenever you type out a text on Twitter and you put the hand clap between every word? Do you know yes. what I'm talking about? Yeah. So it's like it's like uh Minnesota Vikings. Uh, find an exciting new way to lose. Because they'll do it. They'll do it every week. Please keep it going the next week. (laughs) Their game arcs are very similar to actual Vikings life arcs. Uh Uh-oh, I want to hear this. They start off very strong. Okay. They pillage, they plunder, Uh and then they die when they're like 24. So basically he just said after halftime, the Vikings drank a lot partied a lot and they just burned out they did all their plundering (laughs) in the first half and they're like we're done 
Is plundering and pillaging different? It should be. Okay, I think two different words. I want to say pillaging is way worse. Pillaging is significantly worse. Yeah. Literally. I want zero to happen to me, but if I were to partake in doing one, I want to know which one I would prefer. Pillage. Okay. (laughs) Yes. You want to you want to partake in the pillaging? Uh, I could pull up my pick and show you how I picked the Titans over the Rams yesterday, but that's not really that unique or special because I pick the Rams lose every week because I hate them more than anything on the whole planet. Good for Mike Vrabel though. That St. Louis just still got a bad taste in your mouth, doesn't it? Forever, ever, ever, ever. Greatest show on turf. You just you still refer to them that. So I'm a big Adrian Peterson fan for reasons. Okay. And I like I have no doubt in my mind he can beat up on. On the Rams. He beats up on everyone else in his life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Matt Stafford just had his Lions gear on under his <laughs> Rams gear. That's what it was. Taking it back. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, Broncos defense, though. They don't need no Von Miller, and I told you this from the start. Von Miller is garbage, not worth the single dollar that anyone pays him. And if you claim a linebacker is a game changer, that's because you don't know the game. They gave him $9 to take him. <laughs> yeah. $9 million. That's a lot. Yeah. You were not there yesterday, Robert, but Van and I were live from Bourbon and Boots for the Raiders Den, Telf Officer, your boys. But who joined us there yesterday was one Tommy the Truth, and Tommy the Truth had a hard time swallowing that pill, which was the truth about his Dallas no. Cowboys. Hey, Tommy, no. tell us all about how you think the Internet should be a public utility. <laughs> I do, and I think we should get it for free. I think it should be a right. Yeah, yeah baby, that's what I'm talking about. Right. We have the right to not be online three hours and 45 minutes with your service provider. If it's mandated, you have to have it. I agree. I think it should be free. I think insurance should be free. Mm-hmm. I think health care should be free. Mm-hmm. I, by the way, well, I just it really exposed a lot of political views here on the show. Well, but you guys know before 1972, medical care used to be a right until it went private before in 1972. I'm going to have to Google that. that. It wow. used to be a right to have medical care. I mean, All if right. Tommy says it, you know it. Hey, there's yeah. no sense of Google. Uh, it, it changed. But, um, you know, I'm not freaking out over one loss like that. If you're going to have a bad game. The thing is, don't make it a habit. If they play like that against Atlanta, then I worry. It's just like when Green Bay lost the first game of the season, people were freaking out. And I said, wait, they're playing Detroit. They play like that against Detroit. They better worry about Aaron Rodgers and where his head is at. But we're three or four games up in the division. I care about. Number one, the Rams lost happy. You know, and I care also who else lost in the division. I'm looking for that, you know, divisional home field advantage. And Green Bay lost, but I, that's a scratch game. Aaron Rodgers wasn't playing. You just don't replace that dude with love. You know what I mean? Well, um, it was very obvious. Yeah. I want home field advantage. I'm just waiting. I want to win as much games as possible so we can get that home field. And we're still up there and other teams lost. And that's what I'm really thinking about. I, I don't think Dallas will play that bad again, but Denver came to play. They hit us in the mouth, and that's the way it is. You take your lumps and you move forward on to Atlanta. Did you know so, who the Denver quarterback was before the game yesterday? Did I know who he was? Yes. Yeah. Okay, I wouldn't have yeah. got it. So Did someone else besides yeah. Teddy Bridgewater play? I, oh, is it no, Teddy Bridgewater? It was Teddy. Oh, shoot. Yeah. It was Teddy. Yeah, Bridgewater played. He played He played, He played. played out of his mind. I mean, the whole defense just came and punched us in the mouth. It's like – one team showed up, one team didn't. I think Dallas sometimes will do this, like, we're really good thing, and they've done it the past several years, where they feel they just have to show up, and they just need to stop doing that. But people are freaking out. It's like, dude, how many games are we in first place? We, we, every, any team in the league, Denver would give anything for a 6-2 and two record. Just relax. Next week, 
Atlanta, the Raiders we got coming, New Orleans. Those are games that are going to really tell me more about this team. And we got Arizona coming down the line, too. Four L's so, in a row, the way I see it. <laughs> well, we'll see about that. <laughs> Tommy, the truth. Thank you so hey, much. It was great meeting you guys. Well, not meeting, but, you know, buying you guys some shots. Yeah, um, baby. I don't know no, next nice. time you're there, you know, you'll have to give me a, a shot next time. But, yeah, I, I don't do that too often. But that was fun to, to drink a little bit. I don't drink it like I used to, so. Well, I'll tell you what, that shot I had and then the subsequent drinks I had at the Raiders' den at Bourbon and Boots, I had to take a little nap when I got home. Oh. So I missed the first what? half of Jordan Love. <laughs> no, you didn't. How many whiskey shots do you have one or two? I'm, not a, I'm an adult. I don't count. I'm not. So, yeah. <laughs> I had more than that one. Tommy the Truth. Yeah, I thought you had one or two whiskey shots, and he had a Bloody Mary, and then I did a vodka thing. Well, I mean. That thing almost, like. When you don't, when you stop drinking after a long period of time, and you take a vodka shot, it's a little different going down. You're not used to it. Well, there's a song about that. You take a whiskey drink, you drink a lager drink. Tommy, yeah, the truth. Thank you so very whatever. much. All right, guys. Bye. For the listener of this program, there's currently an owl flying around in the KKOB studio. It's I'm not an owl, man. You are bad at what? birds. <laughs> that is not, not an a owl. Baltimore Oriole either. More football talk when we get back. The Cardinal. Dave & Buster's presents this program. Live from the John Lopez Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. And we play on Team I-9, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Back live on this program. Big announcement on the rebranding as soon as we make that big announcement. Soon. You'll be the second to know. We're 14 minutes away from Phil Fox, the general manager and head coach of the New Mexico Ice Wolves as uh, they are hopefully going to get beat up by Team USA and two exhibition boys tonight and tomorrow out there at the outpost. We'll see it firsthand tomorrow. Yeah. We got pressies to go down today, too, if we want. We'll talk about that off air. And then joining us for the final segment of the program, Adam Young, broadcaster for New Mexico State University Aggies. We're going to preview some basketball down there for them boys and talk about Conference USA. So how very cool is that going to be? That's exciting. Here's some things I know for a fact. Are you ready? Yeah. Aaron Rodgers never bothered to explain why he didn't get the vaccine. He never bothered to explain why he has his own definition of immunized. And he never bothered to explain why he violated all the COVID protocols. And he probably will be fine but not suspended. Those are things I know for a fact. Uh, Those all sound correct. Yeah. Not right, but correct. Good. Yes. That last one, they're just hitting his pockets. That's it? He's not going to have to sit down. And it's going to be something minuscule, it's fi- it's too. 15 grand for your first COVID violation oh, offense. Come on. He's, got a, he's got a bunch of them. They should go back and hit him for at least he can get a 14 months. 14 plus thousand for the no mask each time they saw each that. Time. Yeah. And then shooting commercials with no mask yeah. around a bunch of people. Like each violation should yeah. get a big hit. Also, speaking of violations, check out our social media at TalkOBQ on Instagram where you violated the internet with the most fire Aaron Rodgers meme I ever saw. It's today. too good. So, oh, wow. Yeah. So thank you. Yeah. Good. Thank hey, you for a big doing shout that. out to, to my sister on that one. She sent me that one. Ah. She, mm. thought, she thought she was going to hurt my feelings, but I was like, no. This is hilarious. Yeah, I wouldn't even have said my sister sent it. I was like, that was mine. Yeah. I created it I, from scratch. Yeah. <laughs> it was all my idea. Follow us on the social media at TalkABQ. Follow Robert on his social media. At Bunders, Buck, underscore, Buck <laughs> underscore Dangerous. That's a pretty cool name. I know. I'm going to I'm gonna write that down. Bunders. Jordan, <laughs> Jordan Love sucks, and he'll, he should never take another NFL snap again. Well, I, I hope Rodgers misses one more game. So Jordan Love can get some more reps. I don't know if that's don't, the real Jordan Love. Don't do that. Because I only saw like one half's worth of data because I slept through the first half. Okay. 
but I'm assuming the first half was as bad as the second half. Is that correct, gentlemen? He's doing an in vogue right now. And, you know, hold on to your love. Don't do that. Okay. Don't hold on to the love at all. That game, if he was going to go off, that was the game he should have went off on. The, the Chiefs' defense is horrible. Maybe they use this opportunity to turn it all around. Who is they? The Chiefs' defense. <laughs> Uh, couldn't handle the blitz. That's actual football analysis. Like, he could not identify where they were coming from. He did not know what to do. And the Green Bay Packers, after falling 14 rip against the Chiefs, uh, were a team that were just done playing the rest of the day. I'll tell you what, exactly what Jordan Love looked like yesterday. Do you remember when Ricky Bobby got out of the hospital? <laughs> yes. And all the cars are just flying around him. He has uh, no idea how fast they're going. That was Jordan Love yesterday when people were blitzing at him. Did you guys happen to see where they put his mom and his sister in the oh, stadium? That was shady. My way, goodness. Yeah, it was way up in the they nosebleed. They just put them in the worst seats in the stadium. And like, it's like a space, a space shuttle just dropped them off. <laughs> like, hey, just here, just sit on the scoreboard. You got to chop her out <laughs> after the game. I've been to Arrowhead. It's... Pretty high up there. Yeah, oh. way up. They could barely focus the camera well, in on them. And it's it's like it's Missouri, Kansas or whatever, right? So it's there's no landscape outside of the stadium. You only see blue sky. So it's like even there's like it's vertigo y. Oh like, sure. yeah, you start to walk down and you're like you're holding your head back like you're trying to swallow a Tylenol. If they got those same seats in Denver, it has to come with its own oxygen mask. That's correct. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a good thing they didn't they sat that far away for that performance. Oh, they couldn't see anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They don't, they don't know who's doing that bad. Is that our boy doing that bad down there? <laughs> no, he, I don't know. I can't see. You can't tell. He wasn't that bad in college, remember? <laughs> they can barely remember that, as long as that's been. Because he got to play the Lobos. Robert, your, that's uh -oh. a good one. Robert, your favorite football player is Odell Beckham Jr. You talk about it regularly. The way his contract was restructured before being cut by the Cleveland Browns, He's going to cost whoever signs him 7.5, 7.25, okay? That's not too bad. Yeah, mill a game, whatever. Especially for a team that either needs a receiver or just wants to shore up their receiving core. Well, unfortunately, it's a business and not a fantasy, so here are the only eight teams who can afford him. Are you ready? The Jaguars, the e Jaguars, Jaguars. Jaguars. Uh, Jaguars. The you. Josh Allens. <laughs> The Eagles, the Broncos, the Seahawks, the Panthers, the Chargers, the not Redskins, the Steelers, and the Bengals. I only heard one sensible team in that whole list. Yep. yep. The Chargers. Bengals. Wait, what? The Chargers. The Chargers are the team where he has a chance to do something in the postseason from that list. True or false? Chargers and Bengals. False. I'll say the Bengals as well. Yeah, Bengals. Him, him and Chase would be a, a nice combo. Bengals? 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 Jaguar. Bengals. Bengals. It's B-E. Everybody says Bengals. Bengals or Bengals? Everybody. Bengals are an 80s rock. Everyone band. outside of Cincinnati Bengals. says Bengals. Yeah. <laughs> Cincinnati in Bengals. Bengals walk like an Egyptian. Who they? Bengals play football. They have to by tomorrow at 4 o'clock. Claim him to have him. Otherwise, he's free to join with anyone for the league minimum or whatever. Yeah. Um, I don't super know how all that and works. And he's a free agent after this season as well, right? He is now. Yeah. If he gets picked up, he'll be a free agent. Mm. If you got the money, you got to take that shot. But I know my team won't get him. My team never picks up anybody. He would be a good fit on the Chargers. If, he could, if he could keep it together. Huge. Take his five or ten targets a game. You, see, that's the thing, though, because you don't want to take the ball away from, like, LaDainian or Antonio Gates. Nope. Both those guys <laughs> are big contributors out there. Vital, I think Fred had a stroke. <laughs> you know, 
Well, why it's, not name Winslow while we're at it? See how there's one. It's the fall back Junior thing senior. going on. Yeah, fall back. That's my problem. My seasonal depression. Oh, here we go. Why didn't your boy Von Miller play for real? I, I was worried that my seasonal depression was going to kick in literally today. But you have so much anger. But I have so much anger towards CenturyLink. Yeah. And the rest of the broadband community, it staved it off for another day. Von Miller, oh, you're asking why he didn't play. Why didn't he play? He could have played. He could have played, but he don't matter. They don't have plays for a different, like an outside linebacker. Not him. Not him. Just go sack the quarterback. Just That's the play. Put on your ridiculous glasses and go get you a QB. <laughs> that was it. He couldn't see himself playing oh i like that thank you i think that's I like a that. smart move though you give him a week off let him learn the air quotes playbook they said he was hurt comes back with fresh legs yep. feelings hurt that he got traded that's the thing right it's like why you trade for him if he's hurt like what is and it's not like they like traded him traded him like it was an even trade where you're like okay that makes sense for both organizations they punted him yeah get out of here here's nine million dollars they paid him to leave <laughs> just like that's that money ball thing, right? Where they're talking to David Justice and they're like, "The New York Yankees are paying you twenty five million dollars to pay to play with someone else." Yeah, wow, that's how much they love you. Uh, big shout out to the Jacksonville Jaguars, Jaguar, and Jaguar, the greatest quarterback in the history of all football, Trevor Lawrence, as he uh, overcame the seventh biggest upset in the NFL since nineteen ninety. You um still got a shot for your AFC championship prediction. Yeah, what ja- was it? The what? Jaguar. He said the Jaguars are going to the AFC championship. Oh, wow. With, he with doesn't have a chance. Sunshine at the helm. He has no chance. We are minutes away from Phil Fox and the New Mexico Ice Wolves joining us. We're very excited about that. You're listening to this program. It's brought to you by Dave and & Buster's, and we're in the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee, and we're playing on Team i 9 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Oh. Back live on the program. Welcome to Quitting Time. Welcome to your cars. I'm Fred Slow. Alongside me, Van Nunley. Alongside him, Robert Gibson. We're alongside you. Joining us on the Quans Auto Care Hotline, head coach and general manager. I don't know what order you always put those in. Is it general manager first, then head coach, or is it head coach, then general manager? Phil Fox of your New Mexico Ice Wolves. Phil, welcome to the program. That's my fault I didn't press the button. Phil, welcome to the program. How are you? Doing good. How are you? Doing well, Coach. You got kind of an exciting couple days going on here. Can you paint the picture for the friends of the show on what's going on out there at the outpost? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like you said, a lot of excitement in the next couple of days. There's a pretty unique opportunity down here in Albuquerque, you know, for my junior team and, um, you know, the fans of hockey in the area. The U.S. Women's Olympic team, uh, they had some games canceled that were supposed to be against Russia. They're looking to get a couple of games. They reached out. One thing led to another, and we get to uh, embark on this incredible incredible opportunity to get the women's, uh, women's team ready. So can you unpackage the Ice Wolves for loyal listener that doesn't know a lot about them already? You are a professional hockey team right here in Albuquerque, and you're not, like, attracting – veterans in their 30s and 40s you're taking young up-and-comers and sharpening their proverbial skates and putting them out there yeah yeah i mean we're we're not professional we're uh we're oh, don't you know, say not that. professional these, these guys are you know anywhere from 17 to 20 years old and what they're doing it's kind of like a juco program you know minus school but they come they play junior hockey they don't lose any eligibility and 
Hopefully they're able to uh, get a Division One, you know, NCAA scholarship, play four years at a school, and then, you know, typically they move on and, you know, have an opportunity at pro there. So, but regardless, pro or not, you were right. I mean, we're, we're developing these kids. We're, you know, obviously trying to get them to the next level. And, you know, at Division One hockey's uh, pretty high level. So. so, Coach Fox, with the exhibition game, will this be a full-on hockey game or will there be some type of restrictions on this? No, there will be restrictions. We're gonna, we'll are gonna we be playing uh, IIHF um, hockey rules, which the women's and the men's team obviously play in international play. Um, playing women's, we there will be no checking, um, and you know the trapezoid that comes into effect for our guys, which in the NHL they use it, but you know we don't use it in juniors either. So that'll be that'll be interesting, and um, you know I mean that's that's pretty much it. Is the biggest thing is just no checking, and you know hopefully our guys can keep up with these women. Coach, this high school team, which I've been a fan of since their inception, you've been the well, you were the first head coach. I mean, starting in 2019. So whenever you guys first started bringing in like young talent, where did you look? Like, where's the feeder for the kids that are part of this program? Um, well, all over the U.S., I'd say more. I mean, a bulk of our guys are from Minnesota. That's where I come from. Um, you know, I I find it just a little easier to recruit out of that state knowing as many people as I do you know and being where we are geographically it's easy to make a phone call right and ask some guys that you trust um but we we not only from all over the U.S. I mean the world I've got this year two Swedes a Norwegian and a Hungarian on our team so we're uh you're just you're looking everywhere you know the hockey world it's it's obviously big but it's small and you know everyone you just network and you know, we got guys from Colorado, um, Minnesota, Illinois, St. Louis, you know, Missouri. I mean, all all over. Buffalo, New York. <laughs> Coach, you got a bunch of teenage boys here and a bunch of grown women playing hockey. You got a good exhibition, but you got a way better 80s comedy on your hands. Oh, nice. <laughs> so you feel, you feel like you should shoot this, <laughs> yeah. like get some cameras out? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, it, honestly, like – for our guys, I have a feeling they're going to, you know, like kind of start slow because they're not sure what to expect, right? And then it's going to take one of those girls to, you know, kind of uh, show them, like, this is the contact that we're allowed to play with and this is what we're going to do. And, you know, like I said, hopefully those girls don't make any of our guys look dumb. <laughs> All right, so a lot of this roster for the women's team, like they could show up still holding their gold medals from 2018. <laughs> like, is there oh, – yeah. do they skate out there at the outpost and you just hear, like, the jingle jangle of gold medals, like clicking and clacking <laughs> against each other. And the kids say, okay, well, this is, this is actually kind of a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's no doubt about it. There's definitely some decorated players on the women's team. Um, you know, Kendall Coyne, uh, Schofield and Hillary Knight, uh, Decker. I mean, Rooney, the list goes on. And uh, I, a few of our guys there in awe, you know, when we, we saw the women's team walk in and, you know, Hillary Knight, I mean, she she's a, a presence, you know. I mean, there's no doubt about it. This girl is a, a full-time elite athlete, and, um, you know, it's pretty cool for our guys to see. Here's somebody who, you know, plays the same sport you do, but they're just an Olympian uh, gold medalist. So. so, Coach, when the U.S. women's team contacted you for this exhibition, how did you feel? Was it, it for it to be such an honor for your team to, to give them the practice that they need? 
Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's a tremendous honor, you know, to have them look, uh, you know, look south <laughs> to us down here in Albuquerque. And, you know, the yeah, I got a, you know, the ownership, you know, Stan Hubbard, um, you know, who owns the team and owns the rink. He's done a great job of updating the, facil- the facilities here, you know, so they're state-of-the-art. And, you know, for the women's program, I think it was kind of a no-brainer um, after they saw what we can do we can provide down here as far as the facilities and hockey and entertainment for the fans, they were all in, you know, so I, I think it's a pretty big honor for our organization. Um, it's a big honor for our guys. I know that they don't look at it any, any different way than, you know, we get to compete against some, you know, Olympians and uh, try to get them ready for Beijing. It's such a fun level of hockey that you have out there at the outpost. I've been to, I don't know, dozens of games. Like I'm, I'm that fan. Uh, but with that said, like you guys go all over the country. You go to Alaska. You go to like these kids get the full experience of the next level, but at the developmental level. Aside from like what you teach them on the ice and how to play with the puck, do you teach them how to be pros? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I, I didn't play in the NHL, but I made it, you know, to the American League and um, you know the East Coast League, and it's. You know, it's it's a process, right, to get into that level. And the things that I learned doing what I did, I definitely try to teach these guys, you know, the ups and the downs, the adversity you're going to face, what you're not going to face, you know, what it takes, you know, to make it there, right, and what it takes to be consistent and stick at that level. So, yeah, I mean, I we, we definitely – why not give these guys the, you know, the education and the information that uh, they're going to receive at that level now? You know, I mean, I think nowadays information, you know, that's what players want. That's what kids want. They can just turn on a phone, a computer, and look, you know, look something up, right? So I think it's important that you continue to give them the information that they want and, you know, having it come from, you know, the highest level and things like that, you know, it's easier to uh, respect that and, apply it to what you're trying to do coach you're nice enough to give us some tickets to give away oh so loyal listener 505-246-0610 call in and get your tickets we got a four pack for the friday night game yes and a four pack for the saturday game it's against the wichita falls warriors so watch out hey by the way they the wichita falls logo is dangerously close to the duke city gladiators there might be some copyright infringement going on here. <laughs> hey, Coach, is it just business as usual for these kids? You get them in the locker room. You do you have a special game plan for this special match against the the U.S. women's team, or is it just business as usual with less uh, checking up against a glass? Um, no, I mean, I, I honestly, I don't have a specific plan. It's it's kind of nice. I was telling you know some of our staff we're going into a game and. You know, win or lose, it doesn't really affect anything in our standings or what we're really trying to accomplish, right? So, <laughs> excuse me, <clears throat> no pressure, no pressure on that end. But, you know, for our guys, I, I definitely want them to, you know, execute the things that, you know, we want to get better at, right? Offensive zone faceoffs, um, defensive zone faceoffs, uh, your angling, stick on pucks. So you can get a lot of good habits out of, you know, playing the game despite the uh, changes of rules for us. So I, I want our guys to come out and, you know, compete and, you know, push these girls, um, you know, as much as we can. And like I said, try to get them ready for the Olympics. So, Coach, you guys do your job. You're going to do it well. You're going to prepare them for 
them defending their gold medal in China. My question is, if they do defend and they win another gold medal, do you guys get some sort of adjacent gold medal or something? I don't know. That's a heck of a question. <laughs> I, I would hope, maybe, I, I'll ask if they if they are able to uh, win gold. I'll definitely reach out. Coach. One of their goalie coaches I uh, I played against in college, and we happened, he was the uh, hockey ops guy in Anchorage. I was the hockey ops guy at Northern Michigan. So we crossed paths quite a bit, and then, uh, oddly enough, we just hit again a couple of days ago down here. So. Coach, we're live from the Outpost tomorrow night, 4-7, to seven, as we're going to have a lot of fun celebrating what you guys are doing, and we're going to bring a lot of friends of the show and laugh a lot. How is my St. Louis Blues hat going to be received out there? Can I wear that with pride? Do I need to hide it? Are you going to immediately replace it with an Ice Wolves hat? Like, can I take my hometown <laughs> team out there, like, like fearlessly? Absolutely. Uh You'd be happy to know that we got a couple St. Louis guys. Jeff Hutchinson's one of them, and then uh, Jake Keller, who's Clayton Keller's younger brother. Um, he's also a St. Louis guy. They grew up there. So they, there'll be a couple of fans who really, really like it. But I'm not opposed to uh, taking it off your head and giving you an ice wolf's head either. So. <laughs> so it should be Coach Phil Fox joining us, head coach and general manager of the New Mexico Ice Wolves. So obviously I think everyone kind of has an idea what a head coach is. What is a general man? And by the way, Coach, the tickets are gone. The phone line's lit up. Oh. So people are excited to come and see you. What does being the general manager of a hockey team entail? Like what is, what is that gritty, gross thing you have to do regularly that no one knows about? Well, that's probably releasing players. <laughs> you know, as a general manager, you're in charge of building the roster. Um, you know, and obviously the tough part is when guys, you know, aren't able to, uh, you know, make that level and you got to be the one to break them the news. And so as a general manager, yeah, continually trying to build the roster, find new guys, um, you know, the guys you have, obviously you got to keep them, keep them happy, focused, you know, eye on the prize type thing. So it, it, the hardest part is cutting guys, you know, having to uh, let them know that it's not going to work out for them here. And, you know, a lot of times you got obviously uh, time invested in these guys and they got time invested as well. And, you know, the whole family is, it, it's tough on everyone. So that's probably the ugly, the ugly stuff I got to do there. How many kids do you carry on a squad on this squad? Uh, right around 25. Of the 20. 20- Last year. Oh, excuse me. I was going to say, Coach, of the 25 active skaters that you have, uh, how many of them are going to get an opportunity to play at a collegiate level? Like, what is that percent? I would say it's all, – all the guys will have an opportunity. The Division One level, I would say it's, you know, 70, 75% right around there. Wow. Um, but if you include Division One and Division Three, because that's what – you know, they don't have D2 hockey, um, you know, 100% of these guys will have that opportunity. Oh, that's awesome. Coach Fox, thank you so much for your time today. We had a lot of fun previewing it. Obviously, we will see you tomorrow at the Outpost as we are live from all the all the action, all the excitement. So, Awesome. Thanks, guys. Appreciate seeing you tomorrow. Thanks, Coach. I would like to become, like, the voice of the Ice Wolves. Oh, I left out a question. Well, yeah, ask me. Yeah. I'll answer. Do I need to bring layers? How cold is it in there? It does get chilly. I haven't I mean, been there in a while. Hmm. I kind of forgot. Hey, all right, just fun for the listeners. Pre-COVID, it's been. As soon as we get back from the break, 
Robert's going to tell us the last time he went to a hockey game. I'm excited I, I, for this. You'll like this. <laughs> you'll like this. Dave and Buster's presents this program. We're live from the John Lopez Caldwell Banker Legacy Studio, powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee. We're playing on Team I-9. Adam Young, when we get back from the break, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports analyst. Real quick before we bring Adam Young in. Buck D, when's the last time you went to a hockey match? 2000. Okay. Yeah, it was. It was. And I'm going to tell you who it was. It was the Kings versus the Ducks. It was. 2000. Uh, con- congrats to uh, uh, Yuri Krupp. I don't know who would have been on those teams. <laughs> Me neither. Okay. <laughs> no one answered my original question. What's that? How many layers do I need to wear? Is it like a like a goose down jacket, to amount of cold, or just like a no, like a light not jacket? that cold? Yeah. To the hockey, you need to gloves. wear all of them. Do I need gloves to watch collegiate basketball? You just need to be a fan of one. Adam Young, Adam Young, joining us on the Quans Auto Care Hotline, broadcaster for the New Mexico State University Aggies of Conference USA. What is going on, Adam? Welcome to the program. Thanks, Fred. Appreciate you guys having me. Yeah, big day last Friday for Aggie Athletics. Joining Conference USA in 2023 and finally a football home. It's been a couple of years since football has had a league. And when you're trying to be independent, that is not easy to schedule, recruit, really do anything. So uh, it, it was a good day Friday, especially for Aggie football and, and really for Aggie Athletics as a whole. So you – as the director of broadcasting, you were in on all the meetings and you were you signed the final dotted line for everyone involved, yeah. and you know everything, right? Well, uh, that is not true, um, <laughs> but I, I, you know, I, I, I will say this: um, I, I don't think people really got to see uh, the excitement from this side of things uh, late last week when the news came out. I mean, a lot of people put in a lot of effort and a lot of hard work to get that done. So uh, this was a long time coming. Um, of course, uh, football was in the Sun Belt as recent as 2017. But even then, you know, sports were in different leagues. Everything else was in the WAC, and the football was in the Sun Belt. So it's good to finally have all the sports in one league. You don't have to worry about trying to schedule an independent football schedule anymore. And I, I think this will be huge going forward. And, of course, it doesn't go into effect until 2023 but the folks around here it really gives them something to look forward to for football in a couple of years can you take us through the process what it was like getting into and talking to conference usa where you're screening other calls from other divisions where you were just holding out like tooth and nail for the big 12 like what what does this process look like before it was official well, we were taping a podcast earlier today with our athletics director, Mario Mocha, who, of course, was there leading the charge in all this. And uh, he was talking about the avalanche that kind of started when Texas and Oklahoma were leaving the Big 12. And, and who would have known that that would be what would start everything? Because it, it seems like for years now, there's always been speculation about, will the Aggies go to the Mountain West? Or will the Aggies go to this league or that league? And the Conference USA wasn't really a league that a lot of people were talking about. And then a couple of weeks ago, as you started to see uh, that league falling apart a little bit and those schools going to the Sun Belt, you thought, okay, there might be an opportunity here. So, you know, as recent as a month ago, nobody was talking about New Mexico State, Jacksonville State, Sam Houston State, and Liberty going to the Conference USA. But when the dominoes fell, it made sense for everybody to join that league. And now New Mexico State has a travel partner 40 minutes down the road with UTEP. 
Um, and as long as Western Kentucky and Middle Tennessee stay, and there's you know tons of rumors going around about whether or not they're going to stay in the Conference USA or go to the MAC, if they stay, this could be a really good league for football, for basketball, uh, for volleyball, for baseball, for a number of Olympic sports as well. And um, we'll see what happens in the coming days with that. So with the Aggies having the success that they've had in the NCAA tournament in the recent mm-hmm. years, in basketball, do you think this makes them kind of a favorite in the Conference USA or someone that Western Kentucky needs to be looking out for? Yeah, that's a good question. It's interesting, too, when this move is happening because as New Mexico State is going to the Conference USA, of course it's going to take a couple of years, but the WAC is starting to get a whole lot better in basketball. Um, you know, for the folks that don't know, Stephen F. Austin's going to be in their first season now in the WAC, and Abilene Christian, um, Grand Canyon's, you know, had a good couple of years now. And the WAC for basketball is uh, becoming a pretty good mid-major basketball league with the recent additions of Stephen F. Austin, Abilene Christian, and some others. So um, that's interesting looking forward. Um, we'll see what happens in the Conference USA, but UTEP appears to be on the rise. Western Kentucky's. Always been a good program. Middle Tennessee's been a good program. Uh, Liberty is uh, an interesting uh, program as well. That, that's a top 90 RPI uh, basketball program. They have Richie McKay, who used to coach at UNM. So um, I think it has the chance to be a really good basketball league. But now what the Aggies are leaving as far as men's basketball is concerned is, is a whack that's on the rise as well. So um, it, it'll be fun to be in the whack the next couple of seasons. Uh, for men's basketball as well to see how much that league has improved. Adam, we're up against it a little bit because of Monday Night Football, but I wanted to make sure I get to this before we do anything. You know that I'm the broadcaster for New Mexico Highlands. I'm the Cowboy. I'm sure. the voice of the Cowboys. You were the voice of mm-hmm. the Aggies. The Cowboys are going to New Mexico State. We need like a friendly bet, right? Like we can't just let <laughs> this game happen on November the 24th without me and you having something on the line. Money line. Well, you need to let no me know. Spread. It's Emo's Pizza from St. Louis. That's what it is. It's Emo's Pizza. You knew I was going to go to it right away. <laughs> we the loser has to overnight the Emo's Pizza to the winner. I feel like that is an adequate bet. Well, you're not a true St. Louis, and if you don't have a couple of Emo's Pizzas in your freezer, and I actually have some right now. I so. al- oh. How about this? I also have two. If, if the Aggies win, you need to find some Emo's Pizzas. For me, and if New Mexico Highlands wins, then uh, then I will give those pieces to you that day. How about that? That is that is the deal of all deals. And a loyal listener, if you're wondering what St. Louis pizza is like, you can go to your cupboard right now and get a saltine yeah. cracker and then some <laughs> <Yeah>. ketchup <laughs> and then a piece of cheese and just microwave it because it's the same thing. A lot of a lot of truth in that sentence, actually. So I've had people say it tastes like cardboard, but you know what? To me, it's, it's the best pizza in the world. It's so. Provel. It tastes like nostalgia. It. Yeah. Adam Young, thank you so much for just a couple minutes. I'm sorry we were so tight on it, but obviously we'll be connecting throughout uh, not just the basketball season, but for the entirety of this whole Conference USA developments. All right, guys. Appreciate you having me on. Go Aggies. What a very good dude. Thanks, Adam. We started our careers together literally That's awesome. 15-something years ago at Southern Illinois University. And now he's really successful, and I'm sitting with you guys. Oh. Wow, man. Wow. See what happens when you talk about that out loud. See what happens when you talk about his pizza? Uh, yeah, see. <laughs> it dumps all over us. <laughs> I deserve this. I deserve this a lot. I tell how much to- how much time we got? We got just a little bit. What are we listening to here? What is this, Vital? Oh. Okay. 
That's a good callback by Yes, it is. Oh, slipping that in. Thank you so very much for that. Thank you to all of our guests today. One Phil Fox, thank you. Head coach of the New Mexico Ice Wolves. Thank you to Adam Young who joined us from New Mexico State University. Robert, you were very funny today. Wow. He's just he's just I think I think this is a callback to the collar Friday. He's getting me back from making the jokes about his collar. No, she didn't say anything today, and I'm wearing pink. <laughs> Van, thank you for showing up for the last hour of the program. Better than nothing, baby. Is it? Yeah. Mike Vitale, you did so very good. <laughs> Any final words, boys, before we go? I'm, I'm glad Mike queued this up. This is awesome. He's leaving feeling strong, huh? Yeah. <laughs> hey, we're going to see you tomorrow, Burke. Good job, everyone. GG. Same thing.